You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe staff keeps the boys in line. And of course, the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your Shot of History. And welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your co-host, Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the color man, Big Dev. <laughs> no sexy mustache. Oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, I've, I've decided to uh, go full Bush Monster again. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. That is amazing. I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook the other day about um, being obsessed with Kurt Russell's ever-changing yes, mustache. Yes, I, I did. <gasps> I Like facial hair, man. Just, I'm all about that life. I uh, I actually had contemplated like just shaving down the sides of the mustache and do the full on Hitler instead of to be like how how is this a change of mustache and then just completely get rid of it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you've been all about the uh, World War Two. Uh... Uh, yeah, fuck you, Trico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I got Audible to listen to uh, Ready Player One, and mm-hmm. then uh, I started listening to all these really weird, depressing. World War II books. Nice. Uh, well, it, books about war usually are depressing. Yeah. Well, Let's just this one is that. this one is particularly depressing. <laughs> I mean, one was the uh, about the SS Einstadtsgruppen, which was the group that followed the army and <laughs> decimated all the Jews, um, and is actually the ones that kind of developed the uh, mass slaughter uh, of you know the the whole idea of the Holocaust. Um, and then I read, uh, well, listened, not read, listened to a book uh, about uh, the use of drugs. In you read the it with Reich. your ears, in yes. other words. I read it with my listening, <laughs> listening ears or whatever. Listening eyes. Yeah, listening You're eyes. Listening That's eyes. what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> and, it's been uh, a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And uh, so that one, that one was actually super interesting, but then like also depressing. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, recently I've, uh, actually the book that I'm currently on is, uh, the rise and fall of the third Reich. Cool. That is a, it's a very interesting book. Um, also very depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those books I felt compelled to read, but then after right. I read it, it was like, okay, I have this information now and now my head hurts and I'm sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I came across a book that I actually had to buy in print because they don't have it on audible. Oh no. no. <laughs> so, uh, the Nuremberg diaries, which is like the it's a psychologist that is interviewing and writing about interviewing all the the top German Third Reich officials that actually didn't kill themselves <laughs> when they surrendered. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll be uh, the book's about about that thick, and uh, I haven't read a book that thick, and I don't know how long. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> nice. Is it gonna be one of those projects that you start? And yes. You're like, ah, I'm gonna get three chapters in and be like, fuck this book. <laughs> <laughs> and then three months later, I should probably finish that book. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like how most people roll. We were talking about that before mm-hmm. we were recording. Well, before you got here today, Trey. Yeah. That's just how things work. Yeah. I did that recently. I had to give up. I was reading this book for like years where I'd leave and come back to it about like magical bunny rabbits. <laughs> and finally I'm like, I just got to give it up to you. It's not it going to happen. It was six pages. <laughs> yeah. And half of them had pictures. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was actually a kid's book. 
<laughs> okay, well, before we get started on today's topic, y- y'all know what we got to do. We got to yeah. do our we got to do our shot. Yeah. Yes. So today we're gonna do our shot uh, to. Well, I guess I, I feel kind of guilty saying it, but to the demise of the Ottoman Empire because that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. This is the earliest I've done a shot in a really long time. Yeah, that uh, pepper-infused vodka. Not that good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is uh, some crown here. Some of the... I may have to switch Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, hand-selected barrel Canadian whiskey. Brought to us by the Liquor Fairy. (laughs) Yes. Dave Phillips of IT and the D and the worst meatball sandwich ever. And owner Mm -hmm. of the beautiful podcast Detroit Studios, which we are recording out of. Yes. We love this place. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Enver Pasha today. And originally he was called Enver Bey because Pasha was a title that you would get. Um, I, I believe it was a military title. Um, not 100%. It, it's been a really long time since I researched this topic. I was just telling the guys. I wrote this paper um, my last year of college, which was like 2013. And I, had no, I, I didn't know anything about the Ottoman Empire. So I took this. I had to take a history class. It was my last semester all right, this, this sounds kind of cool. It was really interesting. And cool. I, I, again, like, I don't know how many people know about the Ottoman Empire because it dissolved after World War One. you know, well, actually before the end of World War One, mm-hmm. um, it was already being taken apart by other countries. They were taking land and it was, it was just crazy. So I feel like a lot of people just don't know about it. So that's why we're going to go there today. And um, nice. my... My B plus uh, history term paper. Sweet. <laughs> with citations. So I can tell you what books to read if you are interested in learning more about the Ottoman Empire. Because this is just about one person's involvement. There is a whole lot going on. Um, and the books are really heavy and thick. So mm-hmm. just, I know, right? Ladies. J- just the way I like them. <laughs> I hope they're on Audible and they're like 80 hours long so I can get the most out of my free credit every month. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They probably are. I, and I actually still have them at home because they wouldn't buy them back for me. Because awesome. <laughs> you know how U of M can be like. You, yeah. oh, they wouldn't you, buy them back because of like the Ottoman Empire. That's it doesn't That's even exist, news. man. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Did you write this book? Are you trying to pass off a fake book? <laughs> there was just, there was like five words in it, yeah. hand scrawled <laughs> in my writing. Um, so yeah, this is about Enver Pasha. Um, he was known as a great um, politician and military leader in the Ottoman Empire. Um, at one point, he was the minister of war for the Ottoman Empire, and he was praised for his ability to move about in politics as well as in the military. So he was able to kind of play both sides. Cool. He's that He was that kind of guy. I feel like he was kind of shady. Like, the more I read about him, I feel like he was one of those guys that just said whatever he needed to say to, like, get people to, like, trust him <laughs> or, like, to get on their good side. And people were just like, yeah, we're buying your bullshit. Like, <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what I What politician got. does that? That's so weird. <laughs> I know. That's so right? wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems uh, just not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he ended up earning the trust um, of most of the people in the military. There were some people that were a little skeptical. Um, and he was, a, he was a great leader to his army, but um, others that saw him working were like, oh, you're kind of sloppy. You're, you're too, like, you think too much of yourself. And um, 
he was not as tactically sound as he thought he was. Yeah. And it's and it was proven. I mean, as I'm going to continue through here, like he had like three major battles um, that he was a part of. And like they even though like two of them he got promoted during, like they weren't really successes. And then the third one obviously was like the world, the one that led to World War One. And that didn't work out so well. So, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He got promoted because he kept on like hiding behind the guys higher up than him, mm-hmm. and then they right. get shot, and he'd be like, "Oh, it looks yeah. like I got promoted." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, apparently, like you know, because of these battles, like he started thinking of himself as like some kind of badass. He's like he his personality changed. He became like super self centered, um, super egotistical, and he really kind of thought he was way more important than he actually was. Mm. Um, but I think that happens to a lot of people when, you know, they're put into place of power. All of a sudden they're like, my shit don't stink. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, everybody's does. Like, get over yourself. I'm the victim here. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, no, that's that's uh, post-Truth America. Sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, he was involved in military battles that brought about the decline and ultimate demise of the Ottoman Empire up to and including World War One. Um there's not really a lot known about him before he joined the military. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. There's his years involved in politics in the military or like, and his involvement in the cup, which is the committee of union and progress. I had to look that up because I didn't reference it in my paper because my teacher already knew what it was. It didn't, Oh. I felt like I didn't have to do it, so I had to just look it up for, for today so that I could explain to people who are listening what the cup was. But anyway, um, the three wars that he um, that were like his major wars were the Ottoman Italian War, the Balkan War and World War One. Obviously, Um, he rose to fame during the Ottoman Italian and Balkan Wars, but he ultimately fell from grace. Mm -hmm. World War One. Yeah. So his first big step towards power was in 1908. So it was, you know, doesn't seem like when I say 1908, it doesn't feel like it's that long ago. I remember it finally. I, yeah. I do too. I mean, I, it was a good year. <laughs> um, so him, along with Major Ahmed Niazi and 200 other men, uh, called for the return of the Constitution. They wanted to make changes in the mm-hmm. Constitution. They wanted to to be more um, democratic. So um, Sultan Abdul Hamid did what he could to stop that from happening because he was at the time, you know, in charge and it was like his document. And he's like, no, I want to keep it the same way because wham. Because <laughs> it says I'm the Sultan. And I right. like that. <laughs> yeah. um, no one's changing nothing. He, but in the end, apparently, like they wore him down. So, I mean, yeah. he obviously didn't put up much of a fight. They were like kids in the car. Like, I, like instead of I were there, they're like, can we change it? Can we change it? And he's like, fine, fine. Here it is. Right. Let's go ahead and change it. <laughs> Um, and there was a group that started called the Young Turks, um, and they were able to bring in the second constitutional era of the cool. Ottoman Empire. Um, this is where Enver first got his popularity because he was running with the Young Turks, which is kind of like a sweet, yeah. like Nate. It's, it's like I'm with the I'm a Young Turk, bro. Like yeah. you know, they all uh, have the uh, switchblade uh, <laughs> combs and grease their hair back. <laughs> they, they roll packs of cigarettes. Yes. The- yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They get me like bros together. <laughs> there was definitely um, street dancing fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely a thing. Um, he was also a part of a group uh, that people called the Heroes of Freedom, and the fame that he received from the revolt of 1908 kind of like started his climb up the military ranks and 
That's how he ended up getting the gig for the Ottoman Italian War. Um, he was stationed in a town called Dern um, during the Ottoman Italian War over Libya. Um, apparently, this was to be a crucial war and the demise of the empire because it was the first time in over 50 years that a major European power was just trying to just simply take the Ottoman land. They yeah. weren't giving a reason for it. They were just like, we're just going to take your land because we want it. <laughs> I mean, it's the same reason that I take people's cheeseburgers and french fries off their plates <laughs> and sometimes nachos or True tacos. Story. Yeah. It depends on how close you are to me and how, like, if I can grab it with my hand, it's it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a similar thing. So um, Enver and, and two others were put in charge of the defense after speaking with um, the cop and coming up with a strategy that they thought was good. So during this part of the war, um, Enver was kind of like anti-European and he displayed like how his emotions could be like kind of out of control. Like he was very um, vocal about his hatred um, for Europe hmm. and he was facing a stronger army than the one that he was in charge of, but he never showed any fear. So I think this is how he like convinced people. I think his like, his hubris, you know, like being, he put on a really good front. And I think this is why people like followed him and believed in him. Um, and also it showed that he had a lot of ego, <laughs> of course. He also seemed to think that um, everybody wanted him dead. So that he well, they used probably to, did. They yeah. probably, yeah. I mean, I believe that. And he used to like walk around. Mo money, mo problems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he used to walk around wearing disguises all the time, like if he was going out in public because he awesome. didn't want people to know it was him because he was afraid he was going to get assassinated. And I mean, this is like at the beginning of his career. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, I mean, it's, it's like me like going to a comic con and wearing a disguise because I think somebody's gonna like try to kill me because I'm so important. I, I do when I go to the con. <laughs> Sexy trike is yeah. the only disguise he wears. <laughs> but okay, so in the end of in, in the end of this war, okay, the Ottomans lost. They they oh. lost. Mm -hmm. And As um, they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, it's kind of their thing. But Enver was promoted for his involvement, and he earned the title of lieutenant colonel. So he didn't win. Hey, we lost, uh, but uh, it, hey, good job. Yeah, it, I feel, he just ran around in costumes. Yeah. I mean, like that's what he did the entire war. He lost slightly less than anyone else, so right. he got promoted. They thought he had a sound strategy. It didn't work, but hey, yeah. now now you're uh, lieutenant colonel. Hey, so. now we know. That doesn't work. <laughs> We've learned a thing today. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out running around in costumes, not the best strategy. <laughs> so because of this defeat, uh, the Balkan states saw that there was political and military weakness in the empire, the Ottoman Empire, just in case you were not paying attention, <laughs> the Ottoman Empire. Um, and they decided it was time to like go after them. They're like, so the allied Balkan states um, then gave an ultimatum to the port essentially demanding reforms in Macedonia. And the Ottoman government was not willing to give it up, um, give up sovereignty that was asked for, so Montenegro declared war against them. So this is mm -hmm. the second war um, that Enver was involved in because, you know, he just wants to weasel himself into everything at this point. Yeah. You know, um, guys, I know last time I didn't do so hot. <laughs> However... I've learned. <laughs> I got a bounce house this time. I mean, we're we're ready. It's gonna be. Awesome. I brought two guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, guys, when I'm done, I'm going through all this. I'll give you the the bibliography of the books that I read to get this information because I know that cool. there are some holes. And if you want to learn more, um, I can. I'll definitely make sure that you get that information on the show so that you can. And check you can it out. use our Audible mm -hmm. link. 
to yes. uh, potentially yeah. download the audiobook. You get a, mm-hmm. There you go. It's perfect. Um, so by this point, the cup had fallen from power in the Ottoman government, and Enver had very little power um, to attack the Bulgarians. Um, he also saw that the cup's very existence was now in danger, so he felt very strongly about the matter. It's sitting um, right on the edge of the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to break. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's going to come up and yeah. just bat it. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that especially. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> so he felt really strongly about, um, you know, attacking the Bulgarians, even though, like, he couldn't, he didn't really have much of a say. But somehow he managed to, um, he made the decision to ruin the cabinet. So on the 23rd of uh, January, 1913, unionist officers, including Enver, made their way into the room where the cabinet was holding a meeting, shot the war minister, um, Nizam Pasha, and took the other members of the cabinet as their prisoners. Very bold, yeah. wouldn't you say? Some big uh, old brass balls on that guy. You, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They just walk into a room. And they're like, yeah. he's just like, no, 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 no. Bulgarians, no, yeah. we're going after him. We got to go kill some dudes and kidnap some other dudes. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> um, so this led obviously to some changes in the government. Um, <laughs> clearly, I mean, somebody was dead. The war minister was dead. Yeah. He was kind of ineffective. If like, if you're the war minister and someone just comes up and shoots you, you're kind of yeah. ineffective. <laughs> like the guy should be like strapped with guns all the time. He's a war minister. <laughs> he was like, oh, we're just, it's just like a normal cabinet meeting. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about like potluck Tuesdays, yeah. you know, they're just like, they're not worried about <laughs> anybody just rolling in there and shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Camille Pasha, he resigned. Um, and he was now an enemy of the cup and a new cabinet was brought to fruition and um, as well as the return of Mahmoud Pasha as war minister. I believe that I pronounced that right. <laughs> I'm almost 100 percent sure. Um, some of these right names, until proven wrong. <laughs> I will. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll Google it after. And if I have to do an indictment shot, I will do it on the next show. I won't <laughs> back down. OK. <laughs> um I miss so, yeah. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> so then the, the cup returned to power and this allowed Enver to fight against the Bulgarians um, who, who then resumed their attack after the coup took place and the, you know, the war minister, that whole thing. At least they like held off until the coup was over. Yeah, you know. They're like, oh, we got we need an aside for this coup. They okay. Got a thing going on. Let's just <laughs> Can we reschedule? So the attacks that took place after this were not successful. Big mm-hmm. surprise. I feel like there's a theme here. Like the only thing he did well was take you know take out the war minister and cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> man. I and he also had a really ridiculous mustache. By the way, sweet. There's some pictures of him. Like if you're into mustaches, just just Google <laughs> as, him. As we all know, Steph is. I yeah. am very. In, I'm very into the facial hair, <laughs> unless it's staring her in the face. I mean, Kurt Russell. <laughs> He's like 80 and I don't care. I'm just like, he has so much face hair. Sexy. So anyway, back to history. Um, So yeah, the attacks weren't successful. The conditions of the roads in the winter and the state of the army weren't good at this time. So by the time they resumed it, um, it was kind of like just a shit show. Um, And then Enver was sent to Calcutta and he got put in command, of course, because, you know, people just did whatever he wanted. Uh, Enver decided... um, to cease attacking the enemy because he saw that it wasn't going anywhere. Um, well, actually, he was ordered. Pardon me. I thought that he was the one, but he was actually ordered to. Because why would he do that? He's so full of himself. Yeah. <laughs> I misread that. That's my bad. Um, so he did it, but he was really pissed off. 
Uh, then, I, I don't know if these two things are related, but then he got really sick with appendicitis and he had to return to Istanbul. I'm like, I feel like he got so angry, he like almost burst his appendix. <laughs> like, God damn it. And he's like, I just imagine a really red face. I don't know if you know this appendix. or not, but the appendix is the storage of hate. <laughs> 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 you learn something new every shot of history. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so after the loss in the Balkans, mm-hmm. um, Enver again continued to try to reform the army, and they were eventually able to push the Bulgarians out of Edirne. Is that it right? Because I stressed the E. Yeah. I had to Google this one too because I again like lots of lots of names of cities and people that I'm like ah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Edirne was such an important city to the Ottoman Empire because it was at one time the center of power for the entire empire. So um, Enver got all egotistical again. As they do. When Yeah, when yeah. he was convinced that it was all due to him that this happened. So um, soon after this, he actually rose to the position of war minister. So, I mean, that's Sweet. a pretty big title for this guy who's never won anything <laughs> to have held. Um, never won a war. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. War um, and in recent now, experience, you don't need any experience no, to <laughs> rise to a position of power. <laughs> yeah, you just have to pretend like you know stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this kind of leads into the whole World War One thing. So, you know, Franz Ferdinand, who is the heir to the um, Austro-Hungarian throne, was assassinated, which mm-hmm. we did a show on, uh, June 1914. It sparked uh, Austro-Hungary to give an ultimatum to Serbia for what they saw as their part in the assassination. Yeah. And Serbia had ties to Russia and um, Astro, Austro, why did it say Astro? That's an, whatever. <laughs> Astro boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading ahead, which is a problem that I have, which is why I don't normally like to read off of a piece of paper. because so You can't wait to see the ending of your own paper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, you know, and it's history, so like it's it's in books everywhere, too. Yeah, I get a little ahead of myself. Um, so, and Austro-Hungary had ties to Germany. So, basically, when Austro-Hungary declared war against Serbia, they had like all these other countries follow, um, like Russia, France, Britain, you know, you know yeah. the story. It's World War One, so it began the war, and basically this ended Enver's involvement in politics. Um, during the Balkan War, Enver was already like attached to his Germans. He loved the Germans. Um, <laughs> so Ger- what you're saying is he bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> yeah, like he was he was really like German centric. So even though before he was like super against European stuff, like like. But during the Balkan War, he decided to change his mind. He's like, oh, these Germans, they're all right. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. cool. Um, he had German assistants, um, which it's assumed that they were his personal friends because they weren't sent by the government. Like, the German government didn't mm-hmm. send them. So it's assumed that, like, he made these friends, and they're, he's like, hey, you want to work for me? And they're like, sure. Let's hang out <laughs> my tree fort, you know? Um, and then he was also a military which attache. Which also happens to be Poland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was a military um, attache in Germany for some years before the Balkan War. So he lived there um, for some time. And um, the Ottoman Empire had a history of Germans coming to train with them as well. So um, they trained their armies with them. Um, so even with this long history with Germany, it was unknown whether the Ottoman Empire would like side with them for World War One or like not. So... <laughs> Ultimately, ah, sorry, this just made me laugh a little bit. Ultimately, the lack of support from other higher powers decided for the Ottoman Empire, which side they would take part or take in World War One. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was going to be the Germans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just shaking my head because I'm just like <laughs> basically they just picked the Germans because they're like they're nobody else likes us. Yeah. <laughs> We're literally like the last kid who got picked for dodgeball. Yeah. So we have to the Germans picked us. I, well, we had to pick the Germans. Yeah. So, um, and the Germans were probably like, son of a bitch. I know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Why don't you pick the Americans? <laughs> or they didn't pull, want nothing to Sweden do with that. Just go, or pull Switzerland and just go full neutral. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could have, but yeah. I mean, that's not their style. No, that was no. not their style. So um, they petitioned the major powers to form an alliance, and you know France and Britain had other plans, and they were like, "Oh hell, no!" Mm-hmm. Um, and then they spoke with the Central Powers, and when Enver got a really good response from the Germans, they ended up making a secret treaty with them that was unknown to these other allies on the other side, and they obviously ended up joining World War One with the Germans. So there's kind of a difference of opinion in like the role that Enver played. In the alliance with Germany, um, it said that Germany was the third choice of the empire. <laughs> the third choice. Who were the first two? Well, um, the winning team, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, well, they went after France and Britain mm-hmm. first. Yeah, so I'm so assuming those are teams. the first two choices. And then so the Germans, you know, were the third choice of the empire. And that Enver only had like a small part like in that decision. It also said that it's also been said that he was the one that wanted like took the initiative and, and went to them to create this alliance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, history is kind of weird like that because depending on who you talk to, you can get different stories. Yeah. With his history with the Germans, I'm kind of going like, well, you know, he had German friends. Like they in the Ottoman Empire already had ties to, you know, they're training their militaries together. I mean, they totally broke out. They were yeah. shooting <laughs> guns and stuff. I mean, like they broke out together. They're super pumped. So I, feel, I personally feel like it was the second one, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. I wasn't there. <laughs> I had I was getting my hair done when that mm-hmm. happened. And the Germans were probably like, dude, the Ottoman Empire begged us to join our team. <laughs> right. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, so basically No it, would be nobody would let us play in their war games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> the, the the end result of this was that, you know, they lost. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody kind of blamed Enver Pasha because, and I feel this is why I feel strongly that he was the one that really perpetrated, like wanted, you know, this whole thing with Germany. Because if everybody was blaming him, then he must have had a bigger role. Well, he doesn't have a real good record of winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's clearly true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he he became a war minister and never won anything. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. How does that even happen? Mm. Mm, you can become president. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, need, I need a bell. Where's the bell? Dang yeah, it. Where's, oh, here it is. Get, get oh. us a bell. Yeah. Get us the bell. Here we go. Here we go. There so um, at the end of the war, the Ottoman Empire was um, basically like parceled up, like out to other countries. Um, and then like Enver fled the country and he kept trying to get other countries to back him. To fight battles for just like any random cause that he felt like was worthy, <laughs> so he's just like going around Europe, like begging people to like bankroll his um, military ideas. That dude, dude, yeah. like, dude, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I'm stuck in a dude loop because yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he he was trying to use his networking skills to keep working in the military and in politics. But in 1921, um. He 
he declared that he was taking himself out of international politics. <laughs> he declared it like he made it seem hey, like it was his own hey everybody, idea. Everybody, like, uh, here's the deal. I'm done with politics. <laughs> Nobody wanted you in the first place. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> if there were ever anything that was, you know, like if, if Trump got impeached, I feel yeah. like that's what he would do. Like, you guys, I've decided. I've, I've decided to step down. This is not for me. It's not huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know you um, can't even grab pussy here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. um, so I, I guess he continued to try to like do military yep. uh, stuff until he died. He was actually shot and killed leading a small group of men um, on an assault. It didn't really tell. Like it was such an insignificant assault. Like I don't even know. Where it was, who else was involved? They were assaulting a bar. And the bar <laughs> patron just like, ah, screw this guy. Hey, that sounds about right. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically, this guy was like, you know, they called him like at the beginning of his career, like the hero of freedom. He was part of the heroes of freedom, and he ended up being really key in like the downfall of an entire empire. I mean, the Ottoman Empire had been around for so long. Yeah. Um, and it was a very prominent seat of power. And this guy, in like, what, 20 years? Destroyed. Or less, just, boom, <laughs> done. That's it. That's Enver Pasha. That's, that was my history paper, y'all. <laughs> With a little bit of ad-libbing, because, yeah. you know. Because it's shot of history. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, that was awesome. It's pretty interesting. I yeah. mean, I, at first I thought it was boring, and I didn't think. And then I'm reading it out loud, and it's like way more fun when you're interacting with other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and plus, awesome. you guys didn't know this stuff. Well, maybe some of it you knew, but no. yay! I, didn't know. I just taught a history teacher yeah. something. I am so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so all that's right, cool. We did it. Yeah. So you, you've got some uh, references for. Oh books. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Let me. Yep. Let me um, pull them up. It's just going to take a second. So if you want to um, start doing um, any plugs. But oh, it's time to pop out the plugs. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, like let everyone know about a really cool new podcast called Physical Traction. Uh, Physical Traction is a podcast explain that explains uh, physics uh, one chat up at a time. From interviews with experts through apocalyptic scenarios to the latest developments in physics, the show explains complex topics in a single and engaging way. You can download it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit the website at www.physicspodcast.com and follow the Twitter physics feed. Physics Pod. Physics Pod. Oh. Yeah. Physics Pod. Ooh. Well, no, the Twitter feed's Physics Pod. And the their Facebook is also Physics Pod. Damn it. Well, they lied to me. They, <laughs> Those damn liars. Physics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so check them out on all that stuff. Uh, and it's a good show. As our resident scientist. Uh, I have uh, listened from the beginning. Uh, I'm about halfway through the stuff that he's put out. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a good show using cool. uh, using science to uh, create uh, pickup lines, which is what nice. the, which chat ups are. Because I had to look that up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I figured out after listening to the first show, it's like, oh, he's British. Yeah. <laughs> so so chat ups are the American equivalent of pickup lines. Oh, 
Yeah. I figure like, oh, that's probably what British people say to like, you know, a bunch of dudes talking or something. Or yeah, well, it's it, like, uh, so the, the first episode he puts out is about, uh, I think it was about star formation or something like that. Yep. And it was, the, the chat up line was, uh, you know, are you a uh, early forming star because things are about to get hot and heavy? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's his whole shtick is uh, he, he uh, in college kind of made up these pickup lines based off of weird things from physics and science in general. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting show. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Awesome. You'd be like, girl, are you a gas giant? <laughs> yeah. Because I am. <laughs> like, I just have like really bad pickup Yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that was terrible. Lines. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you a 14 because you basic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's such a terrible such a terrible line. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but also very funny if you're a scientist. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, you got any more? Um I think that's all I have right now. Okay. Yeah. That's all I have prepared. So that's, <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Do we not have history teas still? Oh or yes, the website or any I'm, of that stuff. I'm wearing all one. That, all we, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath my very bright orange sweater, I'm in fact wearing a history tea. Uh, so go on to historytees.net, get yourself a sweet, sweet history tea, and um, wear it and impress everyone. <laughs> What's the uh, offer code? Do oh, you uh, yeah, S O H sixteen is the offer code. Uh, get yourself a discount. Gives a little money for our podcast. Everything's good. You know, it won't be no problems if you do that. So. I'm so glad we have these candy cigarettes around. I know. I know. You guys are too cool for yeah. me. <laughs> Dave uh, here at uh, Podcast Detroit got us all addicted to candy cigarettes. <laughs> yes. He's your pusher. I thought I, I, mm-hmm. thought I had kicked the habit, but uh, <laughs> I'm right back on. Yeah. Back up to a pack and a half per day. <laughs> I think you'd go into a diabetic coma. Because <laughs> 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 uh, he might die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite kind so of coma. Funny. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> Sugar diabetes. <laughs> All right, Steph. Um, Well, first I'll give the the bibliography. Mm -hmm. Can't even talk. Um, So there's four books. um, Osman's Dream, the story of the Ottoman Empire from 1300 to 1923. That's by Caroline Finkel. Um, The Desperate Ottoman, Enver Pasha, and the German Empire, one and two. They're two separate books by uh, Charles Haley. Um, The Ottoman Centuries, the Rise and Fall of the Turkish Empire by Patrick Balfour Kinross. That's a fun name. Yeah. And um, Turkey, A Modern History by Eric Zucker. Yeah, that's it. Sure. That's, yeah, that works. Yeah. That, so those are those are the books that I uh, got my information from. So nice. um, this week, I'm just going to plug um, StephanieMenard.com for mm-hmm. all of your Stephanie Most Menard. Most of your Stephanie Menard needs. <laughs> yes. A good percentage <laughs> of them. And... Um, Psychopath 3 is going to be coming out really Sweet. soon. It should be. Um, I got to talk to Ted, but it should be ready before the end of the year. Awesome. So it's in letters, and as soon as it's in letters, like, I'm just, I'm throwing a damn party. This thing has been, I had the script in in January. Let's put it that way. Wow. I'm ready. I'm ready to see ready my for- beautiful <laughs> book come to, to fruition. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that'll be coming out soon, um, and I will uh, keep you guys updated on that. That'll cool. also be on my website if you want to buy it when it comes out. 
Sweet. All awesome. Right. Uh, as always, uh, we, I'll plug the uh, Snake Oil Empire, yes. which now apparently on Snake Oil Comics also includes Snake Oil uh, history because yeah. <laughs> the last, what, almost month has been nothing but me talking about uh, Nazi history. <laughs> it's awesome. You guys got to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, I'll plug uh, the Salty Language Podcast mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Tony and uh, Jeannie. Yes. Which Jeannie's not really a part of the podcast. She, we, but we like to make fun of it. <laughs> she's the well, queen of space violence. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. the uh, yeah, so, like first lady of space violence. Yes, that's, that's what, what it is. Yeah. Yes, uh, from the Moon Wars era. That that was a great great time. <laughs> uh, um, and of course, uh, you know, as always, fuck Steve. Yes, fuck Steve. <laughs> and that's all I got for this week. My daughter, she's uh, she had a slumber party recently, and she's like. Hey, Dad, who's the Steve guy that you always say F Steve? <laughs> she, she, do you say that around her? Does she listen to this show? No, she doesn't listen to this okay, show. Okay, I was like, seriously, <laughs> we swear a lot. You're letting your daughter listen to it? I mean... I mean, she, you know, you have just to, around the house. It's sometimes. like you're learning something, yeah. but you're right. also hearing swears. Yeah. I pour yeah. my cereal. If I spill some, I'm like, fuck Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Steve's fault. Yes. <laughs> Stubbed my toe yesterday. Fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. <laughs> uh, but oh, speaking of Steve, uh, mm-hmm. he recently got engaged. So uh, yeah. congratulations, oh, congratulations, Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah it, ha- it happened since the last time we recorded. So and it's a real person. It's not a robot or like a physical yeah, shit. Friend in yeah. Canada. Okay. You know. Well, she is from Boston. Canada's so. real. Why are you air quoting Canada? <laughs> I should have air quoted girlfriend. But I mean, is Canada real? I haven't been there in a really long time, yeah. so I, I don't. I don't know. I believe that it exists, yeah. but. Eh. Uh, yeah, no, she, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually met her, so cool. she is a real person, and uh, congratulations to Steve, but still, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Trego, take us out. Until next time, I'm Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the color man, Big Dev.